Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the special week-long E3 2016. We did it. Pixels and Ink, brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am your host, Cody Orm, and I am here with the SJ Dub himself, the sexy Jed Whitaker. That's right. <laughs> He's the, like holding his face after I said that. The, I mean, I call myself that. Also, the the dinosexual, Doctor Dinosexual, Doctor Dinosexual. So uh, we're a lot more awake today. I feel like. Yeah, we've been recording these at like midnight, and now it's only like ten thirty, and I just had a lot of Mountain Dew and Hooters. So. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a joke, but that's like a real thing. It's actually a thing we did today. So, um, first off, I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast so we can listen to what sounded like a drunk me, which is really just what I sound like when I'm falling asleep. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, today, it is only Jed and I, like it was last night, um, but I think that's okay. We're, we got some really hardcore, like, vocal techno going on downstairs so yeah i think it was i think it's blondie that's playing which i don't know what this bar <laughs> underneath us like i don't know if each night is a different type of music because the first night was trance yeah. last night was like 90s early 2000s tonight i'm hearing blondie like yeah i just don't understand la is insane la is so weird also Tomorrow night, or like later tonight, it's probably going to be like hardcore gangster rap. Yeah, no, here's here's a little bit of, uh, I guess like a, a little story for everyone that we can share. We uh, we get off the the Uber from LAX the first day, and uh, I was like, I need to get a belt, Jed. I don't know you very well. Come with me. We take a walk down the street. People are selling livestock on the sidewalk and like grilling shit like on like pans yeah and bird charcoal things and then they're just selling exotic birds yeah like, next next to it next to a table setup that looks like a flea market selling like razor blades yeah there's like a basket shop and stuff like it was really weird so we're in the perfect part of town yeah so that's that's where we are right now sadly it gets worse <laughs> like like la gets worse like that sounds bad but there's like even worse, especially if you go towards Hollywood. I guess I don't want to. I don't want to crap on LA too much. I actually really enjoyed my time here. I like LA. I really like LA. It's definitely different. Also, we got the Grem the Gremlin shop across the street now. Oh yeah, like sign. yeah. There's 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 a shop across the street, and they I forget what they normally sell. Art. Oh yeah, it's an art gallery. But yeah. then there's like half the store that's like slightly behind this locked up gate, and tonight they turn on this neon sign with like. Korean in the window, and they, they definitely have to sell gremlins there. That's the only explanation. Um, anyway, sorry to go off on that tangent, <laughs> but... Uh, Video games, guys. We yeah. played them. We, uh... This is it. Like, we, we go home tomorrow. Uh, we, we This was the last day of the show floor. Everything is closed now. Um, I had a, had a blast. This was my first E3, and, uh... I, I can't think of a, uh, a thing that was more uh, fun, stressful, uh, exhausting, and, uh, and, and amazing at the same time. It was alright. I think I had more fun this year people-wise, but game-wise I didn't have as much fun as last year. Yeah, that said, I don't remember <laughs> a lot of what I played last year, so... Yeah, uh, I wasn't super impressed with a lot of the games this year. Um... I don't know. Did we talk about uh, Ghost Recon yesterday? I don't remember because it's such a forgettable series. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to have. Well, I'm not sure if I talked about Ghost Recon or not last series, but I played Ghost Recon, and guess what? It's an open world Ubisoft game. It's 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 every Ubisoft game now. Yeah, it's uh, it's really disappointing. I was really hoping for something a little more. Uh, Ghost Recon-y, I guess. I don't know why I would have thought that the series would have lived up to its name. But, um, yeah, it was really disappointing. Um, today, I got my hands on Lawbreakers. How is that? I've been wanting to play. 
Is it is it is it closer to like Overwatch Team Fortress Two or Quake? I, well, I didn't read your Overwatch review. Thanks, thank you. No, that's not what I meant to say. Sorry. Only angry people read it apparently. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually did. I I put your Overwatch review up. I believe might have been Lisa. I don't know. Someone put your Overwatch review up. Um, but. Uh, I didn't play Overwatch because I read your review. That's what I was trying to say. Because 8 out of 10 was completely unacceptable. And uh, I don't play games that are lower than a 9. Unless I'm reviewing it. I didn't know beforehand. But. <laughs> Where was I going with that statement? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, you wanted to know about um, Lawbreakers? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Lawbreakers, uh, it's a lot like Team Fortress 2, yeah, that's, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, is there, like, is there, like, building? Do you, can you build, like, turrets and things? You did, no. Are there different characters to So select? there's different characters you play as. Uh, there were four. Um, each team has the same four characters that you can choose from, but they look different if you are a, a law or a breaker of such. And, um, that's what it comes up criminal order. Oh, it's cops versus robbers. Kind of, but there's no robberies. So, um, darn it. You have <laughs> you have four uh, four characters to choose from. You got your heavy, you got your quick with the knives, you got your regular all around. And then there's this one that I'm not entirely sure what she is. What she's supposed to be. She can fly though. Um, everything Well, she's a girl, so she's totally going to be a support, right? Cuz that seems to always be the case. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. That that makes a little more sense. Um anyway, so sh um the, the objective of the game is to capture uh capture your posts. And uh one second, I, I took my notes for this. And I haven't written my uh preview for it yet, so bear with me everyone. Um Yeah, so you you want to capture uh, as many posts as three in each level, which is post A, B, and C. And uh, A is your first post, obviously. B is a middle post, and C is your enemy post. And um, capturing the posts actually requires a bit of uh, strategy and uh, a thought into it. Um, You have to uh, make sure that like you're not leaving posts behind because, you know, if you're catching, if you're trying to capture post C and then post A is getting captured, everyone has to be on the same page. So there was actually a lot of us like coordinating how we're going to uh, how we're going to do it. I normally just like pick the heavy and just walk right over <laughs> to uh, post C. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it though. Um, the way the games work is uh, you have. The first team to capture 13 zones wins. Um, there's this weird, like, inter, uh, intermission in between rounds where you can, like, get bonuses if you kill each other and stuff. Like, you can't use your specials and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It was really weird. Every once in a while, the game just, like, slowed right down, and you'd have to, like, like okay, well, I guess it's intermission time. Um, and... Uh, there's a lot of like messing around with gravity. So there are like parts of the level where you're like, you float around and stuff. And, uh, it's intentional. I liked it. I think it could, uh, well, it's a Cliffy B game, so you know it's gonna sell well, um, just on the name alone. Uh, I think it's gonna be probably one of the next big online titles for the huge community. It's, uh, it's really well made. One thing I really like, you can actually shoot backwards. Yeah, I saw that. It's kind of weird, like, I kind of feel like Cliff uh, made blind firing a thing, kind yeah. of in uh, Gears, Gears of War, of War yeah. and now he's making like firing behind you a thing, which you know he's ripping off of Mario Kart, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've never seen that in a game. It's an interesting concept. I mean, it kind of reminds me like of Mario Kart, obviously, and then kind of like Star Fox or things where you're like dog fighting. Sometimes you can like shoot things backwards, but I don't think I've ever seen it in a first-person shooter. No, I haven't. I don't know how useful it will actually be. Was I it, did you find it useful? I didn't use it at all, to be honest with you. 
Because um, it seems like you would have to know they're right behind you, or otherwise you're just yeah, wasting. Yeah, and the people that come up close to you are with the knives and don't hear them. <laughs> they just come messier shit, which uh, I've tried really hard not to swear in that sentence, and it just came out. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I didn't use it a lot, but it's a nice little option. Um, each character has their own, like, special. Um, I actually mostly played with the medium guy, just... He had like a assault rifle, um, and special as a heat-seeking missile. Um, I liked that. That w- that was really useful. The heavy had um, a, a rocket launcher that you can control when the rocket detonates, so that you don't have to be exact with your shot. Um, yeah, I uh, it was fun. I want to play more of it. I got a few alpha keys, so uh, maybe I can get some people in the office going. We can set something up for that because oh yeah yeah i saw that yeah i saw that you can you can sign up for the alpha and when uh i was at the pc gaming show cliff was there and he said that it's on balance like he just openly admitted that which is totally respectable i think right but it's pretty cool that he just said that so i mean if you if you join the alpha you know what to look for? There's gonna be some someone that's just OP as hell. Oh yeah, that was that was the uh, that was the heavy. If you once as soon as you learn how to use the heavy, um, but uh, it uh, it was pretty ridiculous once I figured it out. Um, Sweet. You want me to talk about a game? Yeah, talk about a game. Let's All right, I played. I played uh, the the Witcher's card game known as Gwent, which is going to be the sta- like a standalone game now. That interestingly, it's coming out on PC. I think mobile. I feel like yes, mobile and PS4 and Xbox One. Which Hearthstone and all the other card games, none of them have came out there yet. So that's pretty nice. And I had initially just thought, oh, it's like Hearthstone. I've heard a lot of people say. Did you guys play Gwen and The Witcher? It's like Hearthstone, but then when I went to pl- went to look at it, it's like nothing like Hearthstone. I mean, for the most part. So the way it works is you are either good or evil, which you may always be good. I d- I don't know. They they didn't say you can play as evil because they said like red is always evil and you're always blue, which is good. So, but I feel like you can play as those classes or whatever. So there's. You have three on each side of the board. You have three rows, if I recall correctly, of cards that you can lay down, like in those different rows. And different cards can only go in those certain rows. So you have like the front row is like your, it's more like an army almost. So your front row is kind of like your like sword people, and then you have like range, or and then you have whatever else the other class was. And instead of like in Hearthstone, where you put cards out and then you battle them, like, by physically moving them and attacking the other people, you don't actually attack. You just put out cards that have numbers on them and different effects and, and what have you. And all the effects and things will either make your enemy's total power number go down or make yours go up. And at the end of the round, yours has to be higher and then you get... You, you win one out of out of the rounds and you have to win two of three to to be the winner and at the end of each round then all the cards that you played are discarded to the graveyard god damn it <laughs> somebody <Sorry. some, laughs> someone's honking <laughs> majestic sounds of downtown LA <laughs> so where was I so your cards the cards you're given at the beginning too like instead of just being given like three cards and then being like, well, I don't want this card and I'm going to draw another one. You see all the cards you're going to have throughout the entire game and you can pick three to put back and draw others. And then those are the only cards you have unless you like play a card that pulls a card from your graveyard as they call the discard pile. So you have to really think about what you want to play when. Like You have to strategize your long game more because if you play all, if you like spend all your big cards right away, then let you know third round you're gonna have nothing and you're just gonna lose and it's kind of interesting in that and i had a lot of fun with it if i had to give it any like complaints it's that i wasn't ever sure or understood how i can tell when the rounds were gonna end 
because there, I didn't see like a, a counter of like how many times we go back and forth before a round ends or it's anything like that. So I was just kind of like always trying to keep ahead of my opponent, which I ended up winning just barely, like almost by pure luck. Um, but it was, I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. It also has a single player mode. Where, with an overworld map where you actually control Geralt and walk around to, and you can find like little different secrets and things, and you get cards from playing it, the single player as well. And the cards, when you get them, there'll be like a little story related to them that gives you like some more lore from The Witcher or just you know tells you about that card in general. But it doesn't do it in a way like this card does this effect. It actually has like a backstory that relates to that which is really cool. Uh, apparently all the single player campaigns are going to have 10 hours of content, which is a lot. Like in comparison... Holy crap. Right. W when comparison to like Hearthstone where like their expansions, you might get like maybe f four or five hours if you try to do everything. Like even like the epic quests. And you know, the Hearthstone ones don't have much of a story and this seemed like a straight up RPG story. So you get a lot of content there. So... I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hit. I mean, they only made it because people liked it in The Witcher so much, and I guess in The Witcher it wasn't so much balance because it was a game where you played the the mini game, and then every time you'd win or something, you'd get a a card that was even stronger than everything you had before. So it wasn't balanced to be played multiplayer. So many people requested it, which they sh they showed like a slide of. Or a little clip of all these emails flying through the screen of just thousands of emails I got saying, please make this a standalone game. And then they did it. So, you know, developers listen sometimes. So if you keep petitioning the Cancel Metroid Prime Federation Force, <laughs> hey, well, maybe it could happen. Maybe it worked because it wasn't at E3 this year. I mean, they didn't show anything aside from Zelda. I mean, they showed some stuff. You had to watch the live stream. It's like that one Animal Crossing chibi monster hunter Nintendo first party IP whose name I forget. You know what? Uh, you know what I got my hands on. Um, New Story of Seasons. It's not it yet. Ooh. You know how weird? I, I guess because well, maybe you do know how weird it is because you like to play a lot of those unlocalized Japanese 3DS games. I do. You have no idea what things are like what the game's telling you and it's like stuff is happening it's so weird was it in like japanese when you, when you no played context it? yeah they have not even bothered <laughs> wow. localizing it yet why do so, they even show it then i don't know but it's not ready yet it's coming to north america um the big thing with this one is that they uh you have three towns uh one's based on uh like, like eastern culture one's based on western culture and uh, one's based on, like, tropical kind of feel. Uh, I really, I wish I could say more about it, but um, I, I honestly had no idea what was going on. And uh, I was in between meetings. I also got to play Injustice God, I don't know if it's Injustice Gods Among Us 2, but Injustice 2. <laughs> Ooh, how was that? I've not seen any impressions of that. Well, I, I'm assuming it's just like the other one, or what was the difference? Yeah, so, um, actually, I'm going to plug something first. Uh, we've been doing videos with uh, multimedia personality Ali Baker, and uh, I actually got to, this was kind of cool, I got to play Injustice 2 with Ali Baker. Um, and that was kind of fun, and uh, the, the, you, we uh, ended up interviewing one of the, um, one of the producers, I believe. Could be wrong. Check out TG Mag online on YouTube, and that should be coming soon. Um, in terms of what is new, we uh, not a lot. <laughs> uh, they have a bigger roster of characters allegedly, and um, they uh, the big thing is you actually at the end of battles you can get items and upgrades for your character. Um, oh, so they're setting it up to have a bunch of microtransactions. No, I well, if they wanted to, I guess they could. It's it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, they 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 continuously are heading on a path of doing like worse and worse things. I feel like this is my own opinion, by the way. But uh, I mean, like the uh, what was it? The Batman season pass was like sixty or seventy dollars, just a real high season pass. Yeah, like almost the price of the game. 
Um, and I think Mortal Kombat had microtransactions. The most recent one, it did. It had yeah, you could buy characters. easy fatalities and other oh, things too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is that they just kind of show up uh, at the end of battles. They're random. Uh, you can also win stuff for other characters that you're not playing as. What do the items do? Like they upgrade your characters so they can give them like more strength, new moves, uh, defense, mm. uh, and they look badass. Ew, um, yuck! So like it sounds like the mobile game where you just like upgrade your characters. <laughs> uh, well, that, that, I guess it's just so it doesn't get stale, right? Because you get different moves and everything too. But if it actually upgrades stats, that just is yucky. I saw... Unless the online has, like, a... Unless it's just for, like, single player or something. If the if you do that on online, it it's like... If you don't start day one, and it doesn't have good matchmaking or something... I think it's 80s night downstairs. I'm sorry. This is really loud. I want to apologize to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, yelling. It's 80s night! <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. They didn't really specify. You know what it's like talking to PR people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, that's the last thing that publishers will do now. Yeah, I like how the 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 new hot trend that I'm starting to see is like never talk about microtransactions. Release the game with no microtransactions, and then a few weeks later, eh, microtransactions. <laughs> Battleborn, yeah. like the first one that did it was uh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. Then the sequel launched with them, and then Battleborn just added microtransactions. It's like a sweet pattern. Yeah. So uh, was that it for like the the changes or? Yeah, that was the big one. Um, it was kind of cool though. Like, Batman got um. I, I like I don't know. I'm I'm not the biggest Batman fan, so I can't. I don't know what comic this is from, but uh, his like final form that they showed was like. His like armor was more, like metally. And, like, his whole face was covered. I think they had that and in the recent film or something. I don't yeah, know. it was it was really cool. Superman ended up, like, he had, um, he, had, he ends up with the death of Superman um, when he returns. Style with, like, black and silver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Like, just from a, a an aesthetic perspective, I thought it was really interesting. Aside from that, it plays, like, Injustice... My uh my problem with the uh, first game, I like the first game a, a a lot actually, but they had that mechanic where you kind of both rush at each other. That's and back. The, and I never understood it. I never won like any of those. Like I never understood the mechanic how like how I win them. You press the buttons faster than the computer. Which button? So when you guys walk up, a bunch of buttons pop up, and then press them, and then. If you won, if you won, you did it faster. Um, you get a bit of a health upgrade and a thirty percent stat uh, boost somewhere. That's how it works in this one, at least. I feel like I don't know. There was something about it. Maybe I did know how to do it because I am good at mashing buttons. I played a lot of track and field. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I just did, I never liked that in the original. I always kind of wish that they would like remove it or have a mode without it. Oh, there's also, they have, like, a dodge, like, a rolly kind of attack. Not attack. Like a dodge roll? Yeah. So there's that, too. That's new. Um, another game I played, if you want me to keep going, or you can go. It's up to you. Uh, I'll go. Okay. No, actually, you go. Okay, I played Agents of Mayhem. How was that? Because I've heard, somebody told me that most people hate it. They liked it, though. Yeah, um, I well, here's the thing. The second I saw the trailer for Agents of Mayhem, I disliked it uh, because it reminded me a lot of Battleborn in terms of how its like writing style was gonna look. I know you like Battleborn. <laughs> I was just I'm making a, to... <laughs> I was making a real bad face. <laughs> I'm not trying to like crap on something you like, but I just really didn't like um, Battleborn's presentation was great, um, but its writing. Was not, and its um, its uh, sense of humor was not as well. So scoff, scoff. Anyways, go on. <laughs> um, it reminded me a lot of that. 
is a little bit more bearable than Battleborn. Uh, you play as... Uh, the characters you could play as was a, a beefed-up black guy with a shotgun. Doesn't um, he have a harpoon gun? No, he has a shotgun. Because in the trailer, he says, Ahoy, mother effer, and it's the coolest yeah. It's the coolest line. Come on. Yeah, no, that was cool. Um, you can play as a, a dual-wielding tiny girl. Or a douchey white guy. Douchey white guy. Or they also had um, a, an Indian woman with a bow and arrow who um, I thought she was a little bit offensive. <laughs> Wait, uh, when you say Indian, do you mean Native American? No, I mean like from India. Um, okay. Just like the way like she sounded and like it wasn't like over the top like racist. It just kind of like, seemed like, I don't know if that's like... A real accent? Or? Yeah, it felt more like it was a white person doing a fake accent, and it was kind of weird. To, excuse me, weird to me. She was still my favorite character because I like. Uh, she was a long range character, and I prefer that. Um, but uh, you, you actually the, the the objective is, or the, the 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 point is to try to switch through your characters frequently. So you actually have three that you load out with, or you to play with, and you want to use them for certain situations. So I took. Um, shotgun, Hollywood, and uh, arrow. So I had close range and far, or close, medium, and far range characters. Um, it was fine. It was like Crackdown, but without being able to climb on walls and all the things that make Crackdown fun. And uh, tried really hard to make personality when it wasn't necessarily there. Um, it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. And that's fine. I'm just not 12 anymore, and that stuff doesn't... It just doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's, like, a specific demographic they're going after. I mean, it's made by the Saints Row people, so that kind of demographic, maybe, or... Yeah, I feel like Saints Row is a little more uh, fun. That's that's the big thing. It's just, like, it feels very... When you go for this aesthetic, um, if you if you don't get it just right, you come across as very try-hardy, and that's what this came across as. Uh, with that being said, it was it was okay. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. Um, One thing that the, the trailer didn't really tell me that I, I had to go, like, look up was that the game is single-player only, and you, when you, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you swap between the characters, it's like you swap on the fly. Like, yeah. you just, like, Press a button and boom, you're like that yeah. character. So, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of interesting. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what the point was. I mean, couldn't you just like have different weapons instead of yeah. swapping characters? Do they have different abilities each though? Yes. Or? So that was actually what I was going to talk about. Um, they all had uh, so you can actually, uh, in terms of upgrades, um, each character gets four things that they can upgrade each one of them is different and it's about their personality like that's the big thing that they're trying to push is that each of these characters is their own personality and they're individuals <laughs> suicide squad um <laughs> they uh so each character has their own upgrades that are different um and each character has their own abilities that are different and uh that's fine i guess it just it Crackdown's better. It <laughs> did it better like 10 years ago. I just don't see it. Uh, and that's the thing too. When we're playing our these demos, like we get a short time with them to uh, kind of make a very bold yeah. statement. Yeah, um, like we have the right previews on Battlefield and Titanfall based on one match. Yeah. Um, so that was what this was. This was like a section of a game that I played. And I just felt that... Um, there's no way that this can be fun for an extended period of time. You're, like you were bored after one like yeah play. I, was, I was like I, I I didn't want to play anymore, um, and I feel bad because like I don't know I, I I actually missed my appointment to see it. There was a mess up there was a mix up on my schedule, so I was supposed to see it yesterday, um, but on my schedule it said today. So I went there, and they're like, you're supposed to be here yesterday. I'm like, they're like, wait around, we'll see what we can do. And then, like, they let me in. And then I said I can get, like, a video interview, and I couldn't. So 
this isn't because I couldn't get a video interview. That's what I'm trying to say. If mm-hmm. anyone's listening to this, sure it is. No, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because the per I, when I was leaving, I had my camera on a tribe on a on a monopod, and I was carrying it around because I was doing videos with Ali today, and um, and, and and it almost fell over, and the, one of the developers caught it like Spider Man in that scene when Mary Jane stepped on the orange juice. It was like that. He just caught it. I was like, I'm going to give you a good preview now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the collusion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that. I didn't play anything else, really. I played some other things. What did you play? A couple of things. You only played like two games today? Uh, it's my schedule. I'm there, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about one of my other things. Uh, let's see. I'll talk about something I didn't like as much that I played, since we talked about a good thing. Uh, Shantae for the Wii U, which was Kickstarter, I believe, by, and it's way forward, published by Xseed, I, I guess. How does Shantae keep getting Kickstarted? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Was there only one Kickstarter, or was there multiple? I can't even keep up. There's, like, I feel like there's so many of these games now, and there, there's actually, like, a following, but, uh... And I don't even understand, what is the title of this one? Is it Half Genie, Half Hero, or is it Shantae Half Genie Hero? <laughs> because the, the way that they write it, it's like, there's like the one half, and then it says Genie on top, and then Hero underneath <laughs> it. So whatever the hell the game's name is. So Shantae Genie Half Hero. Right. And uh, I really like the art style. It's like kind of hand-drawn, it's like really cool looking graphics. It's not like pixel art, it's kind of more cartoony. And that's really it. Like I like, <laughs> like I like the characters because I like that it's colorful. Should I say? And I kind of like the characters, but my big issues with the game before we get to the the, the more nitpicky stuff, like the uh, the actual combat in the demo that I played is you just use hair whip, which is from the other games. Yeah. But the way enemies spawn is they spawn too late. Like, I feel like the game cues them or triggers them too late. So I'll be, like, running ahead. And, and, you know, it's like a platformer. You know, you go left to right and you kill things and you get to the end of the level, right? Yeah. So I'm going full speed ahead and enemies will, like, pirates, because it's, you know, she's like a piratey kind of thing, too. She does. She's like, her enemies are pirates for some reason. But uh, pirates are very violent people. Yeah, they are. But they uh, will like come up in a boat behind you and pop on the stage, or like come out of the ground. I think in like a drill thing, or maybe that was a cannonball that was getting shot from above. I don't recall exactly. But all I know is like enemies will just like like show up and hit you because you're going so fast. Oh. And then it, it and so it kind of makes you like t- pace yourself instead of being able to just like go full steam ahead. And it, it was kind of annoying that I did that. And the AI of the actual enemies that were showing up, which, again, this felt like it was probably the first level, so you can't really judge the AI too much. But you could just jump over them, and they would just keep walking. Like, you know, I mean, this is like Mario Brothers Goomba-level AI. <laughs> they just keep going. They don't come towards you or try to do anything. Um, so did that, and there's a dance button now. Which at first I was like, oh, this is she's just going to do a belly dance and it's going to have no purpose. But actually, you can turn into a monkey. Okay. Which goes a little bit faster and jumps a little bit higher, I believe. The demo doesn't actually require you to use any of the other forms you can turn into with the magic dances. So there's the monkey. There's... I forget... There was three of them you could turn into, I think. But there, I, I, there was a monkey, and there was definitely a spider. And just like the character herself, the spider has a brawl on. Like, the top half is human, and the bottom half is spider. Oh, I hate that. Has a brawl on, and has boobs, and she's like purplish black when she's a spider. And just like the normal character, her boobs are always just slightly bouncing, even when she's tanning like idol. Mm. And it's really like, it's like an attention to detail in a way that just makes it uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tell and me it, you don't just want to like. And like the characters were really kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally into the hot, sh- the, the hot spider babe. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's kind of like all the characters were that way. And they're all like chibi, like characters that are, you know, kind of hard to know what their age is. And it just seems like unnecessary to the greater scheme of things in the game. And it also doesn't make sense to me that the spider, like, has boobs because when you're the monkey you don't have boobs so i want some continuity in <laughs> boobs here so you want like a monkey wearing a bra right like the monkey you're right the monkey's just completely naked then in that scenario <laughs> and i get that the monkey's a lot smaller than when you're a spider woman because when you're a spider woman you know, you're big but when you're a monkey you're quite small but listen if you're gonna have ridiculous boobies you need to go <laughs> you need to go all in or you need to just get out um but yeah, the combat was kind of boring. The AI was kind of meh. The the boss at the end was kind of cool. It was like a pirate ship, half pirate ship, like riding on the back of like a giant slug, and it shoots like cannonballs at you, and you had to jump to the left, hit a bell with your hair, which spawned a barrel above you, and you had to jump up a couple of ropes and then hit the barrel at that, which kind of reminds me of like old school Donkey Kong or like. Those kind of games where you kind of had maybe even Donkey Kong Country, where you kind of had like bosses that weren't just like, "Hey, go over here and jump on the boss's head to beat them." And it kind of has like a little scenario you have to set up to then be able to damage them. Because after you hit the barrel, then you can whip them with your hair because hair whipping. Yeah, that's and then that was it. It was, I mean, and that was it. It was a quite short demo, but. It didn't leave me. I wanted it. I wanted to love it because I kind of like the other games, but it just felt like the AI was the biggest turnoff to me. <coughs> and I wasn't turned on by those weird boobs. So uh, there you go. Uh, I just looked at my schedule. That is all I played. I played three games. So well, I got I got two others I can talk. About. Well, one other I can talk. About. Well, can no, I, two. Can I add one thing before we go any further? See, si, boy, no. we were talking about um, story seasons. So I was playing, and they were talking about, um, uh, you know, there's you can play the Bachelor and Bachelorette field, and uh, you know that kind of stuff. You can marry, so uh, uh, this godlike being that does not have a gender is more of a fox. However, you cannot marry someone of your same gender. So wait, who's this godlike being that's the fox? I don't know his name. No, I, I just don't game. understand the scheme of him in the game. You, you confuse me. Of, some kind of godlike being in the game. You play as him? No, you can marry this person. Oh, you can marry a godlike fox, and you can marry people, but you can't marry people that are the same gender as yes. you. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes perfect, perfect sense. <laughs> um, and, this, and this is the series that was originally Harvest Moon. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Harvest Moon still exists. There is actually a Harvest Moon. <coughs> well, no. At the Natsume booth. Well, actually, let me let me let me Japanese weebu uh, out on you here. Story of Seasons in Japan was what Harvest Moon was originally. Okay. And then, I think the the license got sold or something like that happened, and now games called Story of Seasons is still the same gameplay kind of in the same thing that was Harvest Moon, and they're still known as the same series in Japan. But then the actual Harvest Moon games are different now. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like it split. Was and that they what made it was? I things. thought it was um, the, the developer of, excuse me, uh, of Harvest Moon left Natsume and is now working at uh, Marvelous or Exceed. It might be something like that. But I, all I know is like Story of Seasons is Harvest Moon just by a different name, and Harvest Moon is, like, its own different thing now. Yeah. Because so far, the most recent few Harvest Moons have not reviewed well since the developer switched, essentially. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that that is what it is. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of funny, and I remember, like, I was talking to the guy about it, and, like, my next question was going to be why, but, like, this poor man, like, could barely, uh, barely speak English, and he was really nervous because I was recording my phone like I, I had some time between interviews so I just like I walked by and I, I was I, I've seen it a bunch of times because it was it's right by the Nintendo booth and the uh, Atlas booth and I 
nowhere getting to the Atlas booth, you're showing off Persona, um, and and at the Nintendo booth, like right. I got in there because I had an appointment from like months before. Um, yeah, there's videos of the show floor today and people running to play Zelda, and I guess it filled up within like sixty seconds for the entire day. Yeah, it was packed in there. I I went back because I uh for one of my videos um we we messed up some of our B roll. So I had to go back to get some more B-roll. It was packed in there. Like, pushing people out of the way to put my camera down and stuff. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so I just I just want you guys to know that um, whoever makes Story of Seasons thinks it's okay to marry a fox god, but not your own gender. That's a statement I don't want to actually keep. Um, <laughs> maybe he doesn't think that. Maybe it's just something that he didn't even think about um but i think that's kind of um yeah i think i think sad. i think japanese developers and things might not think about it as much because while japan does have like kind of some social politics and whatnot going on it's not nearly as prevalent as it is in like america yeah western culture so but i mean there's things like you know fire emblem which is a first party nintendo game where you can so that was recent though Oh, I mean the last, the, the last two. So, yeah. Well, I mean that's because Nintendo got that um, that Firestorm with Tomodachi Life. I mean, well, I think Fire Emblem came out before Tomodachi Life, the last one. Do you remember the whole me quality? Yeah, but I think Fire Emblem came out before that, and they could you could get gay married or marriage equality. Oh, it did come out. Okay. <coughs> Speaking about socially, no, you couldn't. You couldn't in the in the Awakening. It was it was con- it was Conquest and Birthright that that started. I don't think so. I so I think you're wrong, though. You you Google it while I talk about other no, social justicey things. <laughs> All right. So apparently, uh, the the excuse for Link not being able to be female or being able to play oh, female Link, mess. yeah. Apparently, that is because of either one. Uh, Zelda would be the hero instead if they did it. And two, it would throw off the balance of the Triforce. (laughs) (laughs) If Link were female somehow, which makes no sense. And uh, I like that people get really angry about this topic. But if you think about it, what has Link been? He's been a dog. He's been a rock person. He's been a fish person. He's been a tree person. <laughs> like he's been all these things, but it's so unfathomable that he can be a female. <laughs> he's even been a crossdresser for Christ's sake. Like I mean, technically, uh, his like fish person was. Uh, I don't think it had a uh, a gender. It was like he's naked. <laughs> I think all he was wearing was his like tunic. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth like a Barbie doll. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's my feelings on that. He's been all those ridiculous things, but it's people just get ups- upset to think that he might be able to be a lady. Um, not that N- Nintendo you know, makes particularly great games with female characters. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head, since I've been thinking about it for like the past hour, is... Uh, Super Princess Peach, which I don't know if you guys remember oh, that. Oh yeah, game. that was a which you would PMS and like beat right, you up. <laughs> right. The the gameplay mechanics was you're a woman who's very emotional and has a frying pan. <laughs> Sometimes she cries giant tears. Like you know, not not really a great message to send about how females act. But uh, back to other video games, I played. Uh, I don't even know the name of the game I played. It may not even like have a real name. It may just be a tech demo. But I played on the OSVR. <coughs> Excuse me. Which is, I believe, stands for Open Source VR. Which is another VR headset that has very similar specs to the uh, Oculus Rift. As far as technical specs. But it supports a bigger scale for kind of like room scale. But they didn't have it set up for that. They just had it set up for you sitting there and playing it. And it is cheaper than the Oculus Rift. It's $399. And let me tell you, it is not worth it. <laughs> uh, the 
first off, the comfort is just the worst of the three headsets. Okay. And I even and I even including like the dev kit version of the second dev kit of Oculus Rift that I had as well. It is worse than that, which that one was that one was pretty comfortable. You think it will, that that polo shirt they gave you yeah, is they, gonna be more comfortable? Like we, we get like sometimes we get like dumb swag at this stuff, <laughs> and they like they'll give me a shirt or something, and I'll be like, whatever, you know, it's a shirt I'll wear around the house or give away to a friend or whatever. And, and, like, I don't really care about it. But then they're like, here, do you want a shirt? And I was like, sure, whatever, I'll take it. And they're like, what size do you want? I'm like, how about a giant Let's Just give me the giant size because I'm a big dude. And they're like, well, we got XL. And I was like, sure. And they handed it to me as a polo shirt with their logo on. And I was like, <laughs> I was like why would I ever wear this? Like, it's so weird. It just says OSVR, like, right, like, where the, like, the... With, like, an orange patch, like... Yeah, where the, like, where the, where the polo horse would be. It's like, it's a uniform. And there's some shirt. kid standing there laughing. He's like, ha, he laughs, like, out loud. And he goes, giant size, <laughs> Like, but, but he was, like, actually laughing. And then as I walked out with my extra large shirt, I was like, yeah, I'll fit into this eventually. <laughs> So I gave it to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to the actual product. <laughs> so it's not comfortable. It, it fogged up pretty quickly. Uh, the loosening of the straps on the head is very similar to the Oculus Rift Depth Kit too, in which that it's like on the back side, it's all like rubbery, stretchy fabric. And on the top is more like the... Uh, vibe where the cables run up there but then you also have velcro so you have to fight with the cables to move them and then do the velcro and so it's not comfortable uh the it fogged up and also the rift and the vibe when you would you can adjust the positioning of the lenses from left to right and when you do it it does both lenses at the same time well this offers independently controlled lenses which when you Use something like this because it's it's doing like a 3D effect when you you're wearing like a VR headset. So one lens is slightly off position of the other lens because of the position of your eyes, and that's what gives you a kind of like the 3D effect. So underneath it, there's two different levers that move the lenses, and I feel like it seems like it makes sense because you know not everyone's eyes are going to be the same. But it also made it extremely hard to get that sweet spot so I could see in 3D. I had to like sit there for quite some time and then I never felt like I got it. Like I, I just got to a point where I was like, this is good enough. Like I'm, I'm sitting here in this uncomfortable headset. I just want to like hurt your eyes. I mean, it was kind of blurry. I mean, I messed with it as much as I could. I couldn't yeah. get it like clear. So I mean, maybe that's just the hardware. And then as far as the actual display in the headset itself goes, it's like kind of fuzzy. Like you could see the pixels kind of bad. Like you couldn't see the coloring on the pixels per se, but it still had a different kind of like fuzziness that you don't find in the Rift or the Vive. Is it like playing a, a standard deaf game on an HDTV almost? Almost. Uh, it's kind of a good uh, like explanation of it. Uh, maybe I don't know, but I I couldn't recommend it. Like yeah, even for the cheaper price, you'd be better off getting like a Rift if you must. At this point, I still say just don't buy one. Even though I'm like a champion for VR, I still tell people don't buy one yet. There's no reason to. <coughs> even the even the PSVR, I'm not impressed by. You got to play that today, didn't you? No, I had. The we're a Canadian outlet. Let's start with that. Um, and, and, and as such, we have to deal with Canadian PR. Are you saying and that Canadian PR is the worst? No, it's not the, they're not the worst. It's just Canadian PR doesn't have as much pull as American PR. So I was supposed to play Batman VR. And I ended up playing Injustice. And I'm not upset about that. And like I thought that maybe I upset the one of the PR reps at WB because uh, at first I was like, I was there. I was like, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm at my appointment. And uh, she was like, oh, I don't see you here. And I'm like, well, I mean, if I'm not there, it's not, you know, and she's like, well, it's not, not going to upset you. And I'm like, like, not really. <laughs> right. And she was like, oh, okay. I'm like, no, not like that. Like, it's just, 
It's she was joking around. She's fucking with yeah. me, by the way. Ah, beep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So I was like, no, it's C three. It's the last day. Of, like, if I get an appointment canceled on me, it's like, yay, I get a break. <laughs> but she's like, no, I totally understand. So yeah. If there if there's things that's like, if something got canceled on me or moved around, and it's not like a big game that people are gonna care about or read, I I'm just like. Whatever, I mean, it's more their loss than mine, yeah. depending on how, you know, what it is. But, uh, what was your, before we finish, what was your E3 highlight? Or do you have more games that you played? I have another game. Oh, go Which is kind of like my game of the show, I think. Oh, so there you go. Kill two birds with one stone. Two birds stoned at once. Oh, by the way, speaking of the Batman VR game. Yeah. Uh, I noticed in Sony's booth where they had it. Every other PSVR game had screens so you could see what was being played. Batman didn't, and the trailer also didn't have any footage. So I wonder if it's really rough, and they just don't want, like... I don't think they want anyone to see it right now. But, I mean, they had it on the show floor, so... I yeah, mean, well, I mean, I don't think they want people recording it. Probably. I mean, that's probably it, but... Just, just something to point out. I mean, they just announced it, so who knows how rough it is. But I played, uh... The game I would say was my game of the show, and it kind of caught me off guard because I, I didn't know really anything about it going in other than it was a scuba kind of game, and it's called Abzu. <clears throat> I guess that's how it's pronounced, A-B-Z-U. And it's a scuba adventure game. You're basically underwater the whole time. Uh, there's no like air or anything, so you're not. there's no fail states either. So it's kind of like an adventure game in the sense of Journey. And there's a lot of connections with Journey because the art director of Journey worked on this game as creative and art direction. And the same music composer from Journey did the music for this. So there's, there's you know some pretty big connections there to Journey. Um, and this is by 505 Games, so it's it's not like a sequel to Journey or anything like that. But the the graphics remind me a great deal of Journey, as you would expect. And it's all underwater. There's tons of fish swimming around, and they're all very colorful. It's a very colorful game. There's like big seaweed, and one of the cool things that they managed to pull off, which she explained that in detail, which me and the uh, other people there were just kind of like, yeah, we don't follow what you're talking about, but I'm sure you're not lying to us. About how they got ten thousand fish on the screen at one point. Whoa, that's that's kind of cool, but like it is cool. Like it sounds dumb, but then <laughs> when you see it in action, it's like wow. Like there's like tons of fish on the screen swimming around, and you can go swim with them. You can press a button, and your character like does like a little coup kind of thing, and they'll swim along with you. Um, you can find like really big fish that you can grab onto and they'll swim with you and you can control them even and, like make them do like loops and you can like hang onto them and like eat other fish and things like that but your 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 point in the game is you just keep going forward kind of it's kind of a, just an adventure game um you find little drones that help you get to the next area by you know one, at one point i found the drone and it cut open some coral reef and then later on the drone wandered out ahead of me a little bit, and suddenly a great white shark just eats it and then takes off, which oh, is wow. kind of like the uh, the developer said that there's like the great white shark you come into contact with a few times, and he's kind of like an enemy, kind of you know you just run into him a lot. Um, and there's little like hidden areas you can find that unlock more fish that will swim around in that area. Um, so I saw like turtles, stingrays. And then there's stuff where it gets a little bit more fantasy, more alien, where you go into almost what looked like the top of a gazebo that was just in like a black pit underwater. And it takes you to a world where you just look up or down and it's just like water everywhere and you don't see anything like solid, but there's a world around you that looks like a coliseum or kind of like a Roman structure, but it's see-through and you can swim through it. And when you do that and not, when you find that area it unlocks the stingrays that are real big and it doesn't really make sense story-wise that part but the story isn't really they didn't really show a whole lot of it yet because 
I guess the game only lasts like two and a half hours, and that's if you go straight through it without trying to get the secrets and other things. Uh, it's only going to be a $20 title. It comes out in August for PS4 and PC. But the story that I did see is told through like wall paintings that you will find. And the one that I found showed a lot of people that look like my character, who is like a black and yellow scuba girl looking thing, like kind of alien, not really like a scuba tank and things like that. Okay. Kind of alien looking. And it almost looks like an Egyptian painting. And then it's kind of walking along and, and who knows what it's building up to. And then right after that, when you see that, then you find the shark. You go past the shark, and then there's like a large alien-looking structure, and you do the little coup at this big orange dot slash eyeball, and it opens up, and you start swimming in, and it looks very alien, and that's where the demo ends, which is it's a good little chunk, and like the music graphics were all really, really good, and it made me like really excited because I was like, man, I've been wanting like a colorful, exciting game here, and I've been playing so much of like the same thing that I've played a million times. And like, yeah, it's just going to be kind of like a venture game, walking simulator, swimming simulator, whatever you want to call it. But it had such style and like care put into it that I thought I feel like it's going to be really good. Um, and like, if, if I had to describe it in like one sentence, I would say it was Echo the Dolphin meets Journey, because there was a lot of stuff like Echo the Dolphin in it, where obviously you're swimming, there's fish, you do the little coups to like communicate with different things. Etc. So yeah, I think that's my game of the show, though. Um, awesome. I think my game of the show. I should have saved it for that for last. Cause I think we we're gonna. I was gonna make up random pixels and inks awards. Pixels and ink awards. But uh, whatever. My game of the show is uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, we gave it to Forza, which was a very close second for me. Um, but Legend of Zelda was definitely. And that's just coming from like. I grew up a Zelda fan my whole life. It's my favorite franchise of all time, and I get to goddamn preview it. I love Zelda as well. I love Zelda so much, and you're not going to believe me when I say this, that in my senior pictures and in high school, I have on a Zelda shirt, a Nintendo belt buckle of an NES controller, and behind me is my entire Zelda collection. <laughs> And let me tell you, I didn't want to play Zelda while I was here, really. Really? Why? Because I don't want to, like, be waiting on pins and needles to play it and, like, you know, hoping for it. And I don't want to play it if it's, like, buggy or, like, anything that's going to, like... It, visually, I, it looked kind of... I heard that it dropped frames at times. I didn't have that. I got, uh, there were some points where it looked, uh, really bad, like, visually. And then, like, there were points where it looked really nice. Um, I liked it. And then, like, the way they had the booth set up and everything. Like, as a as a kid who grew up playing Zelda his whole life, going to his first E3 and seeing that, that was insane. Yeah. It was set up, like, basically like a Zelda environment, right? Yeah. When I, everything was actually done to scale, too. What I saw from the outside, I was basically yeah. a deli in it. Hello um, from the other <laughs> side. <laughs> actually, I'm not, I'm not trying to one-up your story, but... Um, the, my brother, when uh, before I left for E3, he just came back from Las Vegas, and he picked me up as a congratulations for, you know, finally becoming a certified game journalist by going to E3. Don't toot your horn um, too hard. No, it was like a, it was a congratulations. <laughs> um, he got me a, a, an ocarina of time, ocarina. So now I actually have an actual ocarina. I'm gonna learn. If if you everything. if you look through my Instagram. There's a, there's a video of me standing in line to play Splatoon at PAX East last year, and some kid bought an, clearly bought an ocarina half the show <laughs> and had no musical talent, and he's standing behind me in line for two hours oh. blowing on this ocarina. There's just a video of me filming half my face so you can see how angry I am at this kid playing this ocarina. What, are you getting better at least? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, so moving on, what was your what was your biggest surprise of E three? My biggest surprise, I would probably say Kojima showing up like he did, walking up the Mad Max and then playing that trailer. I wasn't expecting that. So okay, I didn't mean like that. I meant like um, 
What game did you try that you weren't expecting anything for that really blew you? Oh, Titanfall two. Titanfall two. I yeah, I, was... I I expected like oh more of the same like who cares? I've played so many stupid military shooters and things that I just don't care anymore. And then I played it, and grappling hook makes all the difference. Your mechs, your titans survive longer. It feels way more balanced. Even though I played like one match, it feels so much more balanced. And uh, yeah, it just really surprised me. I walked away pleasantly surprised and hyped for the new one. Awesome. Titanfall 2 is a very close second for me. My, I think my biggest uh, surprise has got to go to Steep. Um, Seep. <laughs> Seep. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing of that. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I played it um, at one of Ubisoft's like, after hours things that they were doing. And um, I I loved it. It uh it really reminded me of um like those old school um snowboarding. Not not just snowboarding. Those old school like extreme, extreme sport. sport games. Yeah. Um and and it kind of played like almost like a skate three, which isn't that old school, but um that kind of stuff too. Um, now when I say old school, I meant like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I never could get in the skate because I always felt like it was too advanced. No, it wasn't. No, because I was always a Tony Hawk fanboy. Yeah, so it wasn't that bad, especially with the snowboarding. Um, the the, I think I spoke about it on one of our podcasts earlier. The 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 gliding suit was really difficult to get my hands around, especially because like I noticed Ubisoft was borrowing a lot of ideas from uh, from Just Cause this year. <laughs> The wingsuit and uh, everything for 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 good reason. I loved Just Cause, um, but uh, at least with Just Cause, with the wingsuit, you had a grappling hook too. So like, if you're things are getting out of hand, you grapple and then you like you go back up. Oh, this yeah. wingsuit, you start to go down. That that's it. Like <laughs> you pull up, you might you might save yourself for a little bit, but like you know when you're met, like when you're done, like well before you. Actually I'm gonna let crash. you fin- I'm gonna let you finish, but. Mario 64 did the wingsuit before all those yeah. games. <laughs> um, but no, I, and I also feel like extreme sports um, is a genre that's not represented, and the games can be so fun. So if, if they if they stick with it and they make a uh, polished title, because that was polished already, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and if players um, can get past their initial uh, the difficulty spike, mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a lot of fun in there. Do you have do you have one? Don't, or did you say that one? The Titanfall. Oh, Titanfall. Okay, sorry. Okay. Next. Uh, next. <laughs> uh, what was your? Um. So we said disappointment. No, we didn't say disappointment. What was your biggest disappointment? Ooh. As this podcast wears wages on, I'm getting tired, like more sleepy and sleepy. Oh, God, I need sleep. No. Um, I don't know. Uh, E3 2016. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I guess that there was not a lot of big games that I could feel any kind of excitement for. Okay. It was, I mean, I know that's like a sellout, vague, you know, cheesy answer, but it just... There was nothing that I saw that I was like, I need to play this, so I need to play it now. It was more like, I'm going to play this because I know people will care about this. And I, maybe I don't personally. But it's not like I hate the thing. It's just like I don't have any feelings for it. Okay. Um, that and I was disappointed with Microsoft in general, like their conference. They didn't, they didn't give me enough uh, stuff that I care about. Was there a specific game that you were disappointed in? Not really, not really a specific game. Just like, I mean, I don't care about Halo Wars and Gears of Wars. Gears of Wars is Gears of Wars. Like, you played one, you played them all. I mean, except for Judgment, which is totally different. And everyone hates it, but I really liked it. But uh, <laughs> um, they just didn't. Yeah, they just didn't have any exclusives that I really cared about, other than Sea of Thieves and that trailer. Ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> if I had to pick one thing, I would pick that trailer. <laughs> I think for me, the game that disappointed me the most was Ghost Recon, and uh, that was really, and that's like 
it's a tie between Ghost Recon and that Ghostbusters game. And I put Ghost Recon up there more because, like, I didn't know that Ghostbusters game existed until I walked past it. And that oh, guy's yeah. like, hey, you want to play? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Whereas Ghost Recon, like, they announced it and they made a big deal about it. Yeah, that Ghostbusters <laughs> game is, is not good. I haven't, I don't know if I, I think I did write the preview. And I don't know if I, like, said, hey, guys, I wrote this preview. You want to proof it? Because I think there was oh, something really? I was going to add. But uh, it is not good. It's, it's, it's another cash in, like, the Ninja Turtles game that I feel like is just getting rushed out for the movie. Yeah. And on that happy note, thank you all for listening. For more content like this, check out cgmagonline.com. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube at cgmagonline. We're going to have some awesome videos with the one and only Allie Baker. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that was actually, that was really fun working with her. She was great. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitters at CGMagOnline. I'm on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. Jed? I'm, I'm on Twitter at Jed05, and you can also follow my other work at Dynasexual.com, which may be... <laughs> Dynasexual.cool. Might, might be <laughs> Dynasexual.cool soon. We'll see. <laughs> which is the best URL <laughs> extension. <laughs> oh, oh god, okay. <clears throat> we also have a magazine. <laughs> We're available in chapters of Indigo and uh, maybe even your local library. Go check that out. And if not, you should tell them you want them to carry CG Magazine and and don't forget to check out our cave paintings in Canada. <laughs> if you're in Canada, you can come to our cave and look at them. Um, Find our audio books on nowhere. <laughs> um, but if you don't want a physical copy, we do have a uh, digital magazine. We're available on Magistrate, Pocket Notes, and all that fun stuff. And our e-books. And special, <laughs> special thanks to... Uh, podcast sponsor, Comic Bento. We have not been giving them a lot of love lately because we've been busy with E3. I'm forgetting to mention that if you go to comicbento.com use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, you can get $5 off your Comic Bento. That is a big old box of comics that gets delivered to your house. That's awesome, isn't it? Yes, and if you don't do it, it's probably because you're a fool. <laughs> yes, I like that. You can't pass up on this kind of deal. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. You have a great and wonderful E3. Well, I hope you did. I did. It's over now. You can't anymore. It's ruined. <laughs> till next year. Yeah, till next year. Goodbye. Goodbye.